Today, actress Tanaya Cleveland joins me on the show. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Sunday Night Army. I'm your host, Jacob. And on today's show, I have a tremendous episode for you with a tremendous guest. But before we get to that, find me everywhere on every podcast catcher out there. Either hit up the link in bio, get the link tree, or use whatever podcast catcher you use. Just search for the Sunday Night Army, bookmark, like, and subscribe to follow the show. Also, find me on any social media at the Sunday Night Army or on Twitter because it's Twitter's weird at Sunday Night Army, and keep up to date with the latest episodes as we cruise along this year. So let's get to today's episode. So right now, I'd like to welcome my guest to the Sunday Night Army from Fox's medical drama, The Resident, Tanaya Cleveland. How are you today? Hi, Jacob. I'm doing quite well. How are you? I am fantastic. It is still sunny outside, and it's like... 70 degrees and it's supposed to snow in two days so i'm confused i don't know what's going on but again <laughs> hey that's Canada. just what we call a georgia spring <laughs> there you go uh, you know i'll take some georgia over this uh canadian uh weird winter spring thing we're having right now so uh, it's crazy i don't know what it is but yeah welcome to the sunday night army thank you for coming on the show absolutely thanks for having me well i needed to because i want to know uh more about uh, the, on the show you're on, The Resident, but before we get all, to all that cool stuff, I want to know more about you. And I know you started acting, pursuing acting very early in your career. And how did that all come to play when you were younger? And was it the stage that you pursued first? Yes. Uh, so I did start very young and I also didn't do it a lot. I, I mean, I asked my parents at one point, uh, when, and this is, you know, well-documented, so it might be boring to some people if they've <laughs> already been following me, but I asked my, both of my parents, I was like, cause as long as I could remember, I thought I wanted to be a performer. And so I asked my mom what she remembered. And she said, well, when you were two, you ran on stage and, and became a part of an improvisational dance performance. So, you know, yeah. that was pretty clear. <laughs> and then my dad was like, well, since you could answer the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? You said you wanted to be rich and famous, which of course, at the time I didn't really know, you know, what that meant. And now it's more about the art and the impact than, you know, the riches or the fame. But um, yeah, so I loved doing little things here and there like school plays, but I didn't actually really jump in until I was about 20 and I was on my own in LA. Mm -hmm. And uh, part of it was hard because I felt like I wanted to do it for so long and just didn't have that kind of structure or support system that I wanted. But in another, in another way, I'm really glad I didn't get into it too early because I think that a lot of people who get into the entertainment business early, especially back then, you know, some things have changed now, mm-hmm. but um, they, can, they can lose themselves a bit and, and that might have happened. So uh, I'm grateful that my career has continued to unfold as I've grown as a, a human and matured in ways that have helped um, to support that as well. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Now, okay. uh, as an acting chops, did being on stage for the time you were, or you were on it, did it prepare you for uh, getting some of the film and TV roles that you got? Well, I certainly think that stage, the experience that, that a person gets on stage and, and, you know, in my experience, 
um, is invaluable for understanding how to explore a character and, you know, go through the experience, especially if you're doing a full run of a play, you know, or even a few performances, have that opportunity to deepen your relationship with the character in front of and, and along with the audience. There's nothing that can replace that. And I frankly miss it a lot. Uh, TV and film, of course, the foundation of acting is, is the same no matter what. You want to try, try to find the truth in your character and, and, and in the situation. Um, that's always the same. So, of course, theater helped me with that. And then there are ways in which they're very different. The camera picks things up very differently than on stage. So I had to learn in a lot of ways how to uh, make, my, make my craft smaller for the camera and be aware of the camera. It's, it's still something that there are times when I have to remind myself because I want to just sort of have that big freedom that you have on stage. And I have to remember this is on camera and I got to know what my, what my framing is like and, you know, the angles and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so yes and no. I guess it'd be the simple answer. <laughs> no, that's good. And, and I've gained a lot of respect for uh, act, uh, actors in the business because uh, it, it is hard work. And a lot of people don't realize I had um, having recently the opportunity to read and memorize lines myself because I've never done this before. I, I give it up to you guys. You guys are tremendous talents to, mem to learn, to memorize, to act what you're saying. It's, it's a skill and it is tremendous work. And I applaud you for that. Well, thank you on behalf of all actors. I, <laughs> Everybody I in Hollywood. For, you know, it's easier for some than others, but it, it is, it can be very, very hard work. Any mm -hmm. good actor that you see out there is a hard worker. That is for sure. And, and again, I, again, I'm learning that on the hard way. Now, um, now we're here to talk about the resident Fox's medical drama. It's, it's everywhere. Um, I see it all the time commercials between all you know all the sports that i watch i'm like oh, yeah. I, I recognize this i'm gonna have tonight on the show um <laughs> tell me tell me about the show itself and tell me more about the character that you play well what's really cool about this show obviously there are a kajillion medical dramas out there and they're all compelling in their own way otherwise they wouldn't stay on the air That's right. what i love about the resident is that it really kind of pushes the boundaries of questioning um the structures and, and how things are done. And especially in the medical industry where there can be a lot of corruption. And we, we trust these doctors and these nurses to take care of us. We trust hospitals and we need to be able to trust them. And when money is driving a lot of the conversation, then it's not always people before profits, right? So mm -hmm. that gets addressed a lot on this show. And uh, that's one thing that I really, really appreciate about it. Um, and then, of course, just the cast and crew, whenever I've worked with them, are lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, my character is one that kind of, so far, right? We never know what might happen with the character. Mm -hmm. So far, my job is, I'm just a hardworking paramedic. I come in with people usually in high-stress high situations where they've been um, injured pretty badly, and I give the doctors the information they need, and then I get out of Dodge so they can do their job. It's pretty pretty simple, straightforward. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned a uh, little bit about the, the cast you work with. Um, how has it been? Because I know you, it, the fourth season uh, just came out. How has it been shooting during COVID? Because it must have been shot during uh, right middle of the pandemic. 
Yeah, there was a hiatus for a while. Nothing was shooting, certainly nothing union. There were some independent things that I heard about, but any any uh, production that had any real money behind it was not going to shoot for a while there because that would have been a huge risk. Mm -hmm. And once the uh, protocols became clear through the union on how to keep everyone safe and, and the testing became more readily available, uh, the bigger productions, not all of them, but a lot of them started back up. And luckily for me, the resident was one of them. So um, I had to be on camera talent that's going to have their mask off at any point. They made a choice to shoot the most of the season post pandemic as if mm -hmm. they had a little they had a little flashback in the first episode. And other than that, they've pretty much stuck to um, keeping it in the future once there was already like hopefully where we'll be in a couple months where right. things, you know, people don't need to be wearing masks mm -hmm. all the time. And so but we still had to wear masks on set unless we were on camera doing our shots. So anyone who was gonna potentially have their mask off or anyone who was gonna be in close proximity with them had to get tested at least three times a week oh, for wow. COVID. And, um, and then we just had to navigate wearing those masks all the time. Cause you know, you go and get your makeup done and then mm -hmm. you put your mask on. Mm -hmm. And then the Things only time happen. you're supposed to have it off is when you're about to shoot, but then makeup has to somehow like come and fix it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So that was that was all very interesting and new to navigate for sure. But I think the I think the team did a great job. That's awesome. And uh, we're in right now in the all new fourth season of The Resident on Fox. Now let's talk about something else because you've been on many different shows and movies, and you've had a so many projects you've worked on. IMDb has a giant list. You guys can go check out Tanaya. It's just so many. Anything um, specific uh, that always stands out, you always keep with you uh, from project to project? Any advice? Advice? Um, I mean, I've... You mean from projects that I've done specifically? Yeah, yeah. Anything you learn along the way that you always keep with you? Well... I was really lucky. My first co-star role was on a wonderful show called Six Feet Under. And I was doing background work at the time. I was also training. Uh, every single day of the week, I was either in class or on set. So it was a really beautiful time for me to have my, you know, my, my wheels oiled or whatever they call it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was a well-working machine, right? But, but what I was doing on set was background work. Um, and Bother, by the way, I think background artists are super important and uh, sometimes undervalued. Luckily on this show, they treated us as if we were actually actors. I was already in the union and I was training all the time. So I was absolutely a professional actor. I was just doing background work to be on set, to meet people and to make money, which at the mm -hmm. beginning of your career is a very smart idea. But a lot of shows would, would treat me kind of like I was a moving prop, you know? And this show in particular, they just, they valued everyone on set. And they knew you knew that when you were on set, you know, even if we didn't have written lines, they were still directing us as if we were actors who could take direction. They were still, you know, my second time on the show, they featured me. They, they gave us, they gave us that respect and those opportunities. And inside of that mentality, um, when they had a speaking role come up that made sense for, for the students in the class that I, that I had been in, they gave five of us the opportunity to audition for it. Hmm. Luckily um, I was ready, you know, it was one of those moments where opportunity meets preparedness. I was ready. I went in, I booked it. And I guess the reason I'm telling this whole story is to kind of get back to the point 
that there are times in this business where people don't always value each other, where the power structure is such that the people who have the most power are valued the most and the people who have the least power are valued the least. This show that it wasn't that way. Everyone was valued. So I definitely made a choice. I think I might have anyway made that choice, hopefully, but I saw on a wonderful show how that works. And so I think I've always had that with me that every single person on set deserves respect and is important. That's awesome. Cause I, I know a lot of people that love that show. So that's, I'm sure they'll love hearing that uh, coming from someone who's on set for sure. hundred okay. percent. I love that. Now your original uplifting video series. I love you, grandma. I've heard Aww. about it. I want to know more about it. I want to know when it starts and what it's all about. Well, I also want to know what it starts <laughs> because I, I got this idea. I was super inspired. Um, I had for a long time wanted, wanted to do something celebrating older people because I feel like in our society, we undervalue our elderly. You know, I think there's a lot of ageism and um, what do they call it? Gerophobia. Mm-hmm. Like we're all afraid of getting older and we, we kind of undervalue these wonderful resources of wisdom. And some mm-hmm. of the most like angelic, amazing human beings I've met are older people. And so I had been thinking about this for a while. And then my grandma, um, got sick. She has dementia. And for the holidays, I wasn't going to be able to be with her and I wanted to do something for her. So I made this little video. It's just me singing a couple songs I thought she would like. And I decided I wanted to make it part of a series and invite other people to send in their videos. And it's a very broad concept. The concept is just anything that would be inspiring and uplifting for older people, you know, people who Mm -hmm. often would be forgotten, people who have been stuck in these these homes, you know, uh, during the pandemic and not able to see their family, whatever that looks like. And so it could be someone making a video for their grandma, or it could be someone uh, interviewing an older person that they know. It could be older people doing fun sketches, just anything that older people could look at and feel inspired by and know that they are valued. And I put a call out for submissions. I thought I was going to get a big response. It Mm -hmm. did not get as big a response as I had hoped. And so I realized that in order to get this off the ground, I really need to dig in and put a lot of my kind of blood, sweat and tears into it. And I've started to do that. I have a couple different people that I'm working on um, doing projects with them. Uh, One is my friend's, my friend's mom has all these great sayings. So we're going to do a video about that. And then there's this 90 year old man who does yoga, who's incredible and a big inspiration. And so I'm working with his yoga instructor on uh, getting an interview with him. But other than that, honestly, it still needs a lot of love and attention. I have been luckily very occupied with other wonderful things. And so I'd love to find a co-producer who's worked in, um, this, this kind of realm, like uh, mm-hmm. nonfiction doc- documentary type stuff or uh, other video shows and, and figure out how to make it into something bigger. But it's kind of like, I'm, I'm waiting right now. It's sort of, uh, what do they call it? Marinating right Marinating, now. Marinating, yeah, definitely. It sounds like a passion project. And I think it's For a sure. tremendous idea in, in the world we live in right now. Something, uh, something up- uplifting, original, um, yeah, I think it's just a great idea. That's why I want to ask about it because it sounds so, so great. Thank and you. of course, it is um, something you guys can check out the idea for on the website, tanayacleveland.com. 
So now that we know that, what else is coming up in 2021 that we can talk about? Uh, good question. <laughs> I have a project I just worked on. I'm very excited about, but I, I have an NDA, so I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I've been really telling people is that it's a, a female-driven period piece. So I oh. got to dress up in old school clothes, which is always super fun. And they, I got to wear a wig. Nice. Um, and I don't know when it's going to be out or when I'll be able to say something about it, but I cannot wait because <laughs> even just my freaking outfit and wig are so fabulous that I just want to like share them with everyone. There you go. Yeah, that's uh, something to look forward to. Now, if, if my audience wanted to follow you, where on social media would you like them to go to? The place I, the place, two places I am most often are Instagram. And if anyone's on clubhouse now, mm-hmm. I know clubhouse is a little exclusive. It's only on iPhones and I don't yes. want to exclude anyone. But Excludes I, I me. Have... Okay. Excludes me. <laughs> <laughs> are, do you have an iPhone? No, I do not. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great app. So I'm on there, but um, yeah. So Instagram, that's the number one place. And awesome. then I am also on Twitter and Facebook. I check them every once in a while, but if someone's on Instagram, that's the number one place to reach me. And I do, at this point, I do my own account and check my own DMs and all that. So as long oh. as people are being kind, then they're welcome to <laughs> yeah, They should be like, come on now. Be kind, guys. <laughs> well, yeah. well, to watch Tanaya save lives on the all-new fourth season of The Resident, go to Fox, check your listings, go check out The Resident, and follow Tanaya. You just got the socials, TanayaCleveland.com. Check that out. Follow, like, subscribe, and, of course, Follow the Sunday Night Army. Well, I'll have everything linked with the post for the show. There you Woo-hoo. go. Tonight, that's right. Tonight, Cleveland. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to me today. Jacob, thank you for having me. It's, it's so much fun. I appreciate it.